0: Welcome to week two of the 2019 Montesina Football Coaches Show. Coach Jensen, thanks for being here again. Thanks. Glad to be here. Big win the other night against Shelton, 55 to nothing. Uh, What do you take away from that game? What what are the things that stood out for you in terms of positives?
1: Uh, Positives, uh, we held them to negative yards rushing. Uh, We had over 400 yards of offense. Um, We created some big plays we call our explosive play category our goals 12 we had 14 of those um, you know we were able to overcome some obstacles pr- primarily uh, penalties and uh, you know I thought we made some good decisions when decisions needed to be made of where, where to distribute the ball to uh,
0: there was a touchdown that was sort of taken off the board on a fumble recovery by Jordan King and my understanding there is that the official threw a flag for a block in the back was it and didn't see the ball come out and so when the brunner went down he blew the whistle was that the uh, basic gist of it
1: yeah uh, inadvertent whistle so the ball comes back to wherever possession was at, at the time of the whistle so uh yeah we we uh, it would have been nice to get a, get a defensive score there but you know, it was a great play by Jordan. We got the ball out, and he did the right thing. He scooped it, and we tried to go take it all the way back. And I wish he wouldn't have stopped. I wish he wouldn't have continued on in the end zone, but he, he said the referee was yelling at him to stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in a game like that, and we've had two big blowout games, what are the uh, positives from being in a game like that? Obviously getting a lot of kids into play and getting some experience, but are there other th- things that can be gained from – from big wins like that?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's a confidence builder for players. You know, you're playing a A, 2A school, you're playing a 3A school, and you handle them uh, fairly easily. Um, You know, watching film, there was a lot of things. You you get the positive of of the win, but watching the film, there's a lot of things we we have to get a lot better at. Um, Like you said, it was great that we get a lot of kids in the game. And by having your – twos and threes in there in the fourth quarter helps you know the fatigue factor of guys this early in the season so it helps with uh, injury prevention for some of your starters late in the game so they don't get tired and you know something happens to them and we did we escape injury free again we did we were injury free so uh knock on wood on that
0: <laughs> knock on wood if you're with me <laughs> uh the other interesting part of the game the other night at least for me is that, that was game on grass uh, I'm as much as I love the turf that we have and the fact that we can use it for a variety of things, I'm sort of old school that you get down there on grass and you got that smell of grass and football and it just sort of takes you back. But I asked a couple of kids over the weekend what they thought of it, and the comment that I got from them was it was kind of weird. And I think that just comes from not playing a lot on grass over the last few years.
1: Well, we were told when we got turf that we would get spoiled, and we certainly are. I mean, it just the the ability to practice and use landmarks and not worry about the weather, washing a line away, or uh, it's just we've got really comfortable with it. And a majority of our games last year uh, were on turf, so that they uh, it's, it's unusual now to play on grass. I mean, we're going to play on it again this week, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it's good. I mean, especially early in the season, it's not real muddy. You worry about uh, when it gets muddy about possible injuries, especially on a practice field where there's a lot of holes and that type of thing. So it was really nice to be able to practice on the turf.
0: So with the old AstroTurf back in the '70s and '80s, you know, you would hear coaches talk about that that really helps our speed. Uh, is there much of a difference between? and I'm sure there is a little bit, but between field turf and grass, obviously with grass it depends on how high the grass is cut and those kind of things, but do you, can you see a difference in terms of pace of the game?
1: Well, I do. I mean, Friday night we didn't play in rain, but the field was wet, and you can see uh, people slipping a lot more than they would out here uh, playing on the turf with it raining. We wouldn't even have better footing than what we had Friday night. So, uh, well, you do see a big difference in that, but you know, if you're an old school, you kind of like the the, w- the weather conditions playing in the mud and the and the snow and all those things. Uh, but for us right now, we we're more comfortable on turf.
0: And as a parent who washes the uniforms, I'm uh <laughs> much more comfortable on turf too cuz I'm still trying to get some of the dirt out of those pants.
1: Yeah, we we warn the kids hey, you need to get get them washed right away because they'll they'll stain. Well, I'm still working at it. <laughs> So just so, let's talk about offense a little
0: bit. Um, You run an offense with multiple sets and probably run the same or similar plays out of different sets. So what, how has your philosophy offensively been built? Is there a program or a coach or is it just a combination of things and you see some stuff and as the game progresses you try to incorporate that into your offense?
1: Yeah, it's just it's just been a progression over the years. I mean, we go way back to when we started. Uh, we were like almost a true wishbone team under the center, three backs, and and pounding it. And now, really like the aspect of of option football. And with what we're doing now in the spread, there's still options to that. You're just doing them deeper in the backfield. We're doing a whether it's a zone read or an RPO or a crossbook read for us, those are all what I would consider some type of an option play. So that's always been big in our philosophy as far as offensive football, being able to read something and do something with the ball that's opposite of what the defense is telling us or opposite of what they think we're doing, I guess. And so uh, it's kind of progressed over the years and uh, the – the zone read thing, the spread, the, all that stuff started, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, West Virginia, and we've kind of just progressed into that to where we're hardly ever under center now. And when we first started coaching a long time ago, we were never in the gun. So that's how far it's progressed.
0: And the other thing is you'll spread the field. I mean, you'll you'll spread your tight end wide. You'll bring your fullback out and, and spread him wide. I mean, there are times when – you've got guys spread out wide all over the field and that may look like a passing formation, but you can run the ball out of that because you've got guys out there that, that are able to block right. and get downfield. Right.
1: And with the big advantage of that, it, and that's also progressed over the years. I mean, most people 30 years ago were in one wide out to each side at the most. Now you're in four wides and, and doing all kinds of stuff. But, The philosophy of all that is to try to get your athletes in space and get them the ball in space. Because I think, uh, we think that tackling an open field, tackling somebody in the open field is one of the hardest things to do in football. And uh, we have some athletes can make people miss. Uh, Plus, when we're in an empty set, which is no backs other than your quarterback, you're right, we can still run the ball, especially when you have an athletic quarterback like we have right now.
0: Okay, so this week we've got White Salmon. This will be our third time playing them in the last calendar year. Well, year. Um, what do you see from them? They beat Iwako last Friday night 61 to nothing, and then had a win over Gold- Goldendale that's been a pretty strong programmer in the past, uh, the week before. So what do you see from them?
1: Well, definitely uh, the best team we have played so far. Um, they're de- I would say they're a playoff-caliber football team. At least I, I foresee them being in some type, in the crossover at the end of the season. So they've they've talked a lot about having being able to play some of these uh, better schools at home, so they're going to have that opportunity now. Uh, they have a very dynamic quarterback. Um, he kind of makes them roll. they have uh, heavy run team. Uh, they really have pounded the football. They've thrown it maybe 25 times in two games, which they probably don't have to throw because of the score, but at the same time, their philosophy is they're going to try to pound you with the, with running the football. They're very aggressive defensively. Uh, they're blitzing a lot. They're in four man fronts. They'll go four 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 three type thing without getting too complicated in what they're doing. But they will blitz a, a lot of guys and they'll they'll play zone behind it and sometimes they'll play man behind it.
0: And again, another game on grass. Weather looks like it's it's going to be decent, at least at this point. Uh, longest. Bus trip of the year, though, so how does that change your approach? Is there anything different that you you do on a trip that's this long?
1: Well, we're going to talk to them about that today, uh, about hydrating. Even even sitting on a bus, you you have a tendency to get dehydrated, and we've got some research we're going to, <laughs> we're going to bore them with today about that. But uh, it's a long trip. White Salmon has an area code of 509, so you know it's a long trip. We're going to head into Oregon, I think, and then cross back into Washington, I've heard that's the fastest way. We haven't been down there in a long time, so uh, I guess we'll just see what the bus driver wants to do. But normally we don't stop. We will probably stop at least once on the way down, get out, stretch our legs, and then possibly twice depending on traffic and where we're at and where the time is.
0: All right, well, it was a good showing of Bulldog supporters in Shelton. Um, I would expect that there's going to be a number of people heading down, even though it is a long ways. So we look forward to the game on Friday night. I thank you again for your time, and we will talk again next Monday, hopefully about another Bulldog win.
1: Thank you very much. Safe driving.